Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Well, it's been quite a year, hasn't it? Bit of a nightmare for most people, and the holidays are a great time to reflect, especially on those who helped us get through it. Now, Noble Gold has put together this incredible collection of American Eagle 22-karat gold coins so you can say a huge thank you. This could be a gift for you or for people you love. And nothing says you're extraordinary. More like getting this four-coin set of rare-prized Augusta St. Gaudens Lady Liberty with her torch. All these impressive, important coins are bullion-proof grade, authenticated by the U.S. Mint, they're changing the American Eagle design next year, so you can imagine what's going to happen to the value. They're just 20 sets around, so it's a first-come, first-served basis. Give Noble Gold a call at 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here. Welcome to our guest segment of our show here on KYH. Of course, you may be hearing this on YouTube, Global Star, and also, too, on Red State Talk Radio. So, we are all over the place, and that's because we're trying to reach as many people as possible. And uh, we have a really important show for you, an informative show for you, to tell you about the 51st State Movement and the upcoming conference that yours truly, that would be me, I'll be out there covering this. And I'll uh, be very excited to be there and get to spend some time with our guest. It'll be up here in a minute. Paul Preston and uh, Christy Street, the vice president, Mike Huckabee. I mean, you're going to hear all about the conference tonight and what it entails. And it's really, really important to the future of America that this happens. Well, we, as you heard in the intro, we're brought to you by noble gold the very best in gold conversion of your assets also you can buy gold from noble gold and i recommend doing a lot of that because your banks may not be around if the coronavirus hits here in a hard way so you really want to diversify and gold and silver do it gold's been holding its value for six thousand years give them a call and they'll tell you how easy it is to do and how inexpensively you can do it 877-646-5347-877-646-5347. Also, too, food and water, right? You need food, water, guns, gold, ammo, medicine, and tools as a first-level prepper kit. And we can help you with the food and the water. And we represent two companies that are lowering prices rather than price gouging. 
price gouging, ladies and gentlemen. They're lowering the prices nearly 40%. Waterwithdave.com for the very best in the AquaPure water filter. And listen, they got research on the website at waterwithdave.com. Check it out. And like I said, the discount's great, and you'll be saving lives because the Naval War College says the number one loss of life cause in the fourth day and subsequent to that in a crisis is what? Waterborne illness. Waterwithdave.com. And, of course, we got the best durable food company in the world, restaurant quality, 25-year shelf life, preparewithdave.com. So that's waterwithdave.com, preparewithdave.com, and we got you prepped for the remainder of this hour. We have paid our bills. But ladies and gentlemen, more importantly, we feel like we're helping you prep. Well, Paul Preston's been a guest on this show many, 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 many times. He's the president of the New California Movement. You might be able to hear him a little bit there in the background as he's getting ready to come on board. He is going to be hosting a conference that we're going to talk a lot about. He's also the host of the popular radio show, Agenda 21 Radio, and the website, Agenda21Radio.net. And so he's all over the map as well. And uh, Paul, I'm glad you could join us. And man, I can't believe the conference is almost here. Yeah, it's um, it's almost here. It's happening, and uh, New California is moving forward. Much of, you know, unlike all these other uh, the talk about it, you know, states being taken or counties being taken up by other states and stuff. Uh, we're the real deal, and we're the only real deal since 1861, uh, which we're going to form the new state called New California out here in California. And so it's, it's it, you know, this is like this is like uh, every day I pinch myself and say this is happening because we can actually see it happening, and more so as we get closer now to the sixth constitutional convention. I say number six. A lot of people haven't been hearing about us. We've been just kind of staying under the radar. We're just busy getting to work to forming a new state. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of hard work, due diligence on a lot of people's part. And um, it's happening. You know, it's, uh, the dream is coming true of a 51st state. And we anticipate, now listen to this, ladies and gentlemen, we anticipate that we will be um, <clears throat> forming the new California state in real earnest. Probably sometime after summer, we will go through the process of of um, being a um, you know being the bidder. Basically, when you know, Article Four, Section Three of the Constitution requires that we meet and greet basically with the state legislature, which is what we're going to do. But we anticipate that we'll be through the state legislative process by the end of summer, going into uh, September, October, November, and then after November, after the election, we'll be going on to Congress. So we're well on our way, Dave. Um, we're in, I, I say, the third quarter. If you're talking about basketball or football, we're in the third quarter right now. And um, it's working. It is absolutely incredible to see. And we just got off our um, phone call. We had, a, you know, about 150, 157 people on the call tonight. Uh, we're breaking out all over the place. Now we have 56 counties now involved. In New California, there's only 58 counties in New California, in California at all, but uh, we've taken up all the rural areas of a number of counties, so that's how, how we get to that number. But it's it's spectacular. This is the founding fathers. Um, you know, we're living in a time in which we've resurrected the the, uh, dec- the Constitution and what the founding fathers had as an ideal replacement for a dictatorship. The totalitarian, a tyrant, uh, is what we're, you know, tyranny is what we're facing out here in California. So it's pretty exciting stuff. I mean, this is just incredible stuff. What uh, percentage of the counties have signed up for New California? How many out of how many? Well, there's 58 counties. And we have got signed up of the 58 counties. 
either whole or part of the counties, we have gotten signed up 56 of them. Wow. Wow. So, you know, that means like Los Angeles County, um, there's rural Los Angeles, which is the northern part of Los Angeles. Sacramento County, there's the rural uh, northeast and southern portions of Sacramento that we've claimed for New California. Um, this is, you know, just basically the trend. We just picked up Napa and Sonoma, or excuse me, Napa in Marin counties in the rural areas. And, of course, uh, Marin and Napa both have, they're basically rural counties, except for some urbanized areas. And, of course, you know, Marin in the south is very, very rural, or excuse me, urban. But everything else is is very, very urban. You've got the headlands, and, of course, the, the, the great drake's bay oyster company which was just destroyed by the park service um very ritualistically almost satanically uh those that whole area is now part of new california so once we get statehood that they'll never touch that area again it'll never be touched by the state of california and uh, ruined Uh, so there's a there's a lot of this sort of thing going on so we have 56 either whole or part counties of of california as part of New California today. At this point in time, how many are whole? <clears throat> well, you've got, um, it's a good question. I'm going to drop my handy dandy little map. And I think it's a, of the whole counties, we've got 52. That's 51, incredible. excuse me, 51 counties that are whole counties. I, I guess I don't understand how the 56 counties or 52 counties can't outvote the other two or six. It's population. The whole notion of what we've done, New California versus Old California. You know, California has 40 million people. And when we looked at it to form New California, we looked at, you know, how do you divide it up? You know, because everybody's saying, well, we want to divide up, you know, California. Well, what, what does that mean? And everybody says, well, we want Republican here, we want Democrats here, we want Libertarians here. You know, so they started going down political lines. They said, no, that's not that's not a qualifier. I, I don't I really don't believe that. I said, uh, you know, we got to look a little bit deeper at what you know drives the, the state. If you're gonna if you're gonna do it and divide it up by a second state, it should be done by population. Fifty fifty split would be equitable, you would think. And so um, when we started looking at it, it was pretty impossible to get to fifty fifty based upon the borders, the boundaries, and so on. But there was one way in which we could get to 50-50, or we could get to parity, close to 50-50, and that was as if we divided up the state based upon rural versus urban. So in other words, you know, there's a great deal of urbanized area in Los Angeles, San Francisco, and Sacramento. And that urbanized area represents around 20 million people. The rest of California... Um, which is about 85% of the land mass, represents about 19.5 million people. Okay. So you get parity. It just so happens that when you get parity, uh, one size, the state on one size is bigger than the other. But you get parity, population parity. Hmm. Not yeah. a bad deal, huh? Not a bad deal. And I also would suggest to you that if this 51st state becomes a reality, the 50th state will eventually implode because of who's in it and the economic condition of those cities. Well, I, you know, we're, we're, um, our, we're more magnanimous in New California. We don't want to uh, see that to happen. And, of course, we're going to do whatever we can to make it, you know, in this whole negotiation process to make it a win-win situation for both New California and California. California, 
um, is really fast becoming uh, quite accessible for a lot of different reasons. And we think that by coming alongside as New California, we'll be able to uh, straighten that whole issue out. This It's a social business more than anything else that's driving everything that's a, a negative factor for, for California. We think that by the time we're done with negotiations and becoming the New California, uh, there's going to be an enlightenment and a change in old California where they'll be much more compatible with the rest of the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, but that means they'll have to cast off people like Javier Becerra and some of these other. Absolutely. That's exactly what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But as much as I'd like to see that, and I know you would too, uh, isn't there an obstacle between what should happen and what can happen? Well, there is, um, and that obstacle is financial for the most part. But um, the obstacle of being financially insolvent for California is a very real one, and it's getting worse every day. And, of course, the news is spreading very quickly about California not being able to fund itself any longer. And when that happens, uh, it's going to be not an obstacle at all, but a pathway uh, to negotiations where we can come to a reasonable solution as to how to make it but work for both New California and California. And, uh, you know, we under, we have the brain trust in New California on how to make a thriving economy, whereas California has, obviously, they have no clue because they're socialist slash communist. They don't understand how to make it all work. But, you know, following what's going on with Donald Trump, I mean, it's pretty obvious, you know, Donald Trump was following the model and, and again, remodeled, reshaped after Ronald Reagan of the 1980s. Mm-hmm. The system works, and we're going to make it work in New California as well. And I'm sure that the federal government, uh, with a lot of tutelage and, and support from the federal government for New California, will, in fact, make it happen. How long before it's common knowledge, I mean, in the public, it's printed in the mainstream media, that California has about a $320 billion debt and that they can't pay the bills. I think you're going to see that. Um, I, I was thinking that was this was uh, these were events that were going to start to re- really surface in California sometime in um, you know September. But it's very, very clear. Our own Chris Street projected that these events would really start to show themselves in, in March and April, primarily April of this next year. It looks like his trajectory is um, advancing now. I mean, their their numbers of not having any money, and of course, the latest reports that we got from these these uh, various nonprofits that are suing California to find out what's really in the records, uh, because as you know, um, the uh, Yee Betty Yee, who is an auditor controller, has not been reporting since March of last year. Actually, February, but had failed to report in March what the income and what the expenditures are of the state of California. I mean, this is by law that she has to comply, and she's failed since then to do that. So that's called a clue. And so now you have some nonprofits that are suing California for the information. And some of the revelations that we're hearing about is that California is suffering, right? Or can, she cannot, um, Betty Yee cannot account for $320 billion worth of spending. Can't account for it. Just got no records. $320 billion in California from last year in 2019. 
Now, I, you know, Dave, I, my checkbook is really thin. <laughs> I think if I, if I would notice that if there was $320 billion missing from my checkbook, wouldn't you? My wife would notice if there was $3.20 missing. <laughs> Well, I don't have a wife, but I get you, brother. Yeah, well, that's that's how we got to be debt free. I mean, you know, we, pay <laughs> right. ca- we pay cash for everything, and, and my wife's middle name is Miser. Thank God. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, three hundred and twenty billion. I mean, someone should have been pooping bricks. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at thecommonsenseshow.tv, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at thecommonsenseshow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time it's long before now well you know this is what the trump administration already knows so how do you i i don't know how they fill that hole i mean and of course what they've done and and this was something that we thought that they would do and they did it but um you know, we know that if you're going to run the government of California, just run the government, it, it costs around $26 billion. And so what they did is they talked about advancing. This is Jerry Brown uh, before he left office in 2017. They saw, they talked about advancing the primary 
up by three months from June to March. And of course, we we knew exactly what they were doing. Sure, doing and sure enough, um, I trotted all the typical usual suspects for California uh, fiscal abuse, and that they decided that they were going to run a proposition that would issue bonds uh, for school uh, construction. And that would amount to, uh, at the end of the day, about $27 billion. So that would be their money that they would use. Now, they actually... So you're looking to thank someone special for helping you get through the year. Noble Gold has the perfect gift. It's a four-coin set of rare, solid 24-karat gold, Augusta St. Gaudens Lady Liberties. These impressive coins are bullion-grade proofs authenticated by the U.S. Mint. They're changing the current American Eagle design. They're not making any more. Only 20 left. Buy two sets. It'll cost you less than $10,000, and you'll be gifted a free Apollo 11 coin. Discover more by calling Noble Gold at 877-646-5347. They advanced the elections to do make that happen. And, of course, listen, go ahead. Hey, guys, go right ahead. Get the bonds approved. Of course, we're telling people don't do that. Get, but if they did get those bonds approved, man, I don't know. But I'm going to do some real simple math for folks. If you take $27 billion away from $320 billion, that leaves you a grand total of about $293 billion that they cannot find. They can't account for it. That's called a big hole, isn't it, Dave? Yeah, but shouldn't this be the subject of some kind of legal investigation? Shocking, you should say that. (laughs) Well, okay. (laughs) In an era where Hillary got away with violating national security laws with regard to emails 44,000 times, I have to ask the question. I'm not I'm not throwing you a softball. Where the hell are the Royal Mounted Police? Where's the FBI? You know, where's your neighborhood well, detective? I mean, what's going on here? I think you need to understand there has to be a coordinated design to make this all happen. Because I think at the end of the day, what we're talking about here is uh, what's going to give the president justification to realize that California is a failed state. It's in a state of insurrection. And for the president to declare California in a state of insurrection and actually make um, Insurrection Act activity happen, which would mean bring, bringing in the military to um, basically set up a new government. Okay. And I believe that's going to happen. So let's go down that avenue for a second, the Insurrection Act. Doesn't insurrection mean that people are rising up and they're in the streets and burning cars and, and occupying government buildings? Isn't that insurrection? And how does that all play into this? Well, you know, yes. And, you know, the uh, last time we saw the Insurrection Act being enforced was, of course, during the L.A. riots in the 90s. Yes. I happened to have been in Southern California and enjoyed the riots, I guess you can say. Saw everything firsthand and experienced. I was a school administrator, so, you know, I had a lot of, lot of contact with the insurrection itself. Um, and, of course, that lasted for several weeks. And finally, George W. Bush brought in the military. And by the way, I, I always, um, if you want a, a little bit of a, a key point, if, because um, I was living at the time, I was living in Yorba Linda, and I lived up on the hillsides. And we had like a, you know, basically a, a, a spectator seat to see what was happening in the valley with all the fires burning in the aircraft and all this other good stuff. But in the movie Independence Day, there's a scene where helicopters come flying in over the foothills into the basin. And that actually happened in 1992 with this whole thing in L.A. That, that, that scene is that exactly as I recall, because I, I can remember when this whole thing started going down, 
when they brought in the military as a result of this, when, they, when George Bush had everything set up, when they brought it all in, the house started shaking. And I was thinking, you know, what is this? I was uh, uh, sometime in the morning and I was making a sandwich. And I looked at my wife and the house started shaking. Well, it was helicopters that were coming up over the ridge lines and then descending into the basin. And uh, I remember that vividly because the next thing that started happening is they started bringing in all these large transport planes and doing slow fly across the basin to try and bring people under control, which worked, by the way. Um, but now that that's the type of thing where you have a lot of violence and so on going on in the streets. There's another type of um, what leads to violent insurrection, and of course that's if you have financial insurrection. And people minute, are I gotta, actually going, I, I gotta going interrupt crazy. you, Paul. I gotta interrupt you here. Do you hear that noise in the background? You got like ET phoning home there. I mean, what's going on? No, that's that's my girl dogs complaining and paying enough tension. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I heard that, and I go, oh, my, that's very, okay, interesting sounding dog. Okay, I have three myself. They're they're just struggling, you know? (laughs) Okay. Anyway, uh, I'm on the radio. Shut up, we're on the air, okay? So tell your dogs to act respectfully. I know. Anyway, um, so there's another variety of insurrection, of course, and that's the financial one, which could lead to a lot of violence, and that's exactly what will happen. The president's keenly aware of that. And, um, you know, we've been declaring over 95 weeks, uh, 95 uh, grievances over 96 weeks that we are in a state of insurrection. We've been actually praying that the that the uh, governor or the president declare insurrection. And uh, I know that he's very keenly aware of our grievances that we filed and about our request for Insurrection Act. I, I would not be surprised within the next 60 days that the president actually pulls a trigger on insurrection. Wow. So what would that look like? Um, well, I, there's a, a great article on, on agenda, or excuse me, NewCaliforniaState.com written by Harlan Reynolds. This is the University of Tennessee. He wrote this just a few weeks after we declared independence as New California. And... Um, you go to the article and it says New California can happen. There's a button right on the website. NCS can happen is happening. And it describes this whole process that uh, if Insurrection Act is declared, what will happen? And uh, he theorizes in his scenario that what will happen is that there will be a financial collapse in California. The governor will call in the the Assembly and the, the Senate to a special meeting. And in this special meeting, he's going to ask that CalPERS pensions um, and the CalSTRS pensions will be folded over and taken over by the California state government so that they can continue to function as a government. But what happens, lo and behold, is that the public is outraged by the request, and the assembly members in the Senate, on the day that they're supposed to show up, take off, and they don't show up. They, mm-hmm. they absent themselves, called absent themselves from the state. And so it, it's preventing a quorum so that the legislature, which is supposed to slash pension payouts, could not be passed. I mean, it's just kind of simple. You saw this example, actually, and I believe um, this example happened in Oregon for a couple of different bills. One was the the um, vaccines bill, and the other one was for the California, like the California Air Resources Board CARB bill. And um, the, the state the Republicans, the senators of the state of Oregon, uh, the Republicans absented themselves so that they would not be able to, to have a quorum and pass these bills. I think he actually got it from this article. But anyway, uh, in this article, it goes on to say 
that the uh, absence for all these people, which, by the way, when when legislators absence them, themselves and they pull this kind of stunt, the governor pulls out the card that he can have them all arrested. So he issues a warrants for their arrest to the California Highway Patrol. Of course, they're long gone. They're they're now you know in Reno, Nevada, or Las Vegas, Nevada. They're not around. Or Sinaloa. So what? What? Yeah, they just say they're out of here. But the bottom line to it is that uh, they they don't show up, and the state continues to you know wallow in its debt. And after a couple of months, chaos starts to develop. And this is where the key thing is. Chaos. If it starts to develop uh, in the in, in and around the state, then the president will definitely step in, and he's going to, as it says in this article, the new legislature and officials were quickly uh, This is what the absence stretched into days and weeks as the state government largely shut down for lack of funding and seizing on this moment, 34 counties from the eastern and rural parts of what was then California organized themselves and sent representatives to Fresno where those representatives declared themselves the new official California General Assembly. That's exactly what happened in the case of um, West Virginia, uh, declaring that there would be a restored government of Virginia. And what happened, or what's going to happen in this situation, is that um, the new California state legislature, which we've already done all all the work for it, uh, will actually act in lieu and actually form a restored government of California. And at that point in time, he says that this what will happen is that the troops from the 101st Airborne Division will be sent to Fresno to ensure that the so-called leftovers of the old failed state of government California were unable to cause trouble for New California. And um, we think that that's exactly the scenario that's going to happen. We think that the president will call in troops to protect the new California state government. Well, I guess that would take care of your need and constitutional requirement to meet face-to-face with old California. That's correct. That's exactly what it would do. And I think the probability of this happening with the Insurrection Act is about 85% at this point in time. And I look in the next 60 days that there's going to be a judgment as to whether or not that's going to happen. I think an insurrection won't just happen in California. I think that insurrection is going to happen in other states. And I think that uh, even more than that, that the Cal- that's, that uh, the President of the United States will declare that all cartels are terrorist organizations. You just caught me off guard with that. That was the pregnant pause that you just heard. Oh, man, that would be incredible. Right. Um, My phone's ringing off the hook right now. I want to yeah, <laughs> see why. I don't know. Let me ask you, and this is a side turn, and we'll come back to this theme here, but recently Philip Haney, a man right. who exposed Muslim Brotherhood wrongdoings and infiltration into DHS. I've written articles to this effect. Thank goodness I'm alive. But he died under very suspicious circumstances. Right. Ex-DHS right. whistleblower testified before Congress. Uh, is this in any way related to what we're talking about, in your humble opinion? I think it's a warning shot to everybody who's involved with New California not to progress any further. Was he a supporter of New California? I, I don't know, but I know that his body was found in a very in, interesting location in one of the counties of New California. Can you talk about that? No. <laughs> I'd love to, but I can't because I don't, I don't, I'm not armed with all the information. 
but to me it's a pretty obvious statement that uh, Mr. Haney was was knocked off and uh, it's a double you know because we've been we've been driving up and down the state and talking to all these different places and it's pretty obvious that Mr. Haney um, who has known connections to understanding about um, so many things during the Obama administration, especially the Islamic influence on the various and sundry shootings, which uh, I would allude to San, uh, San Bernardino County. San Bernardino, County, yep, that's San right. Bernardino, and uh, of course the Pulse nightclub, which in which you know people don't understand that the Islamic ties are just absolutely incredible, and he brought this all to light. So the the cover up for that right now to occur is, um, I believe, very paramount. But here's the bigger thing. Haney gets into, and I knew, I, I was understanding he was going to get into this, into this in the book, to the Ukrainian ties to Obama. Oh, boy. Yeah. And uh, I'm going down that avenue right now with a possible Air Force One transport of Hunter Biden to the CHICOMs with F-35 technology and, underline the end, bioweapons. Well, there's a lot to be found out about Hunter Biden, Bill, uh, Joe Biden, Air Force One. You know, there's certain key members in the Air Force One crew um, that have been murdered right after the Obama administration shut down. Uh, members that were capable of knowing everywhere that Air Force One went and what people they talked to and so on that have also turned up murdered. That's just recently. I'm not at liberty to share names, but that is an actual fact. Well, on the day of the acquittal, Senators Grassley, independently of each other, and Johnson, they had committees make inquiries of uh, Secret Service travel records for Hunter Biden to China and Ukraine. Sounds like they know what we know. Right. Now, that deadline for producing the records is passed. Do we know anything? Well, they didn't get them up. <laughs> oh, they, oh, really? How about that, That's called a clue. That's yeah. called a clue. <laughs> You're ki- I didn't know that. We're- the Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Where did you see that they didn't give them up? My understanding is they never gave the information to the to the to the panel. I could be wrong. I I just have not heard. The last time I checked and was told that they hadn't given them up. So and I have not checked. So they may have given them up. I'm not sure. I just don't know. But that's what I know so far. I'm telling you what I do know. But. Well, that's interesting because those records were due on February the 19th. Right. Um, and that's the same day that uh, Haney was killed. It's also the same day that Donald Trump was down in California's Kern County saying he's going to take out uh, Gavin Newsom as governor of California if he doesn't behave. I saw that. Is there anything specific that underlies that comment by the president? No, other than uh, if you take and look at the totality of what's going on in California, 
in what's going on with the California state government. It makes perfect sense. Most people understand that what he said makes perfect sense. That's why New California is here. We, we fully anticipate that we're going to be in charge of the government here not too long and uh, that the old California will be a relic. There won't be a, an old California government. All these, all the, the current Assembly, Senate, um, executive, the bureaucrat, they'll all be gone. There'll be a, a whole new California government. I want to make sure I'm hearing you correctly. Are you saying following this line of reasoning, it's possible that there still only might be 50 states when all said and done because New California will be taken over by, or the old California will be taken over by New California personnel? No, there's going to be one more state. Mm-hmm. Um, there will be. We will We will resuscitate and bring back California. It will stay, still be a state. It will just be reduced to about six counties. Okay. Parts of Okay. That, that, uh, and then there will be New California. Okay. So let's assume that uh, Old California basically stays the same and there's no insurrection act and so forth and new california comes online and uh, we we being the conservatives win back the house maintain the senate have the have the president's office you know be, be the same basically trump's reelected. okay how will a new california impact national politics well drastically because you know california has the largest numbers of members of the house of representatives at 53 of any state we anticipate that New California will end up with 26 members of those 53, and we anticipate that of the electoral votes, there's 55, uh, Cal- New California will have at least 23 of those. So, and you know, if you take a look at what we're doing, it's rural versus urban, and the urbanized areas of California are clearly um, liberal and democratic, whereas the ur- r- urbanized or rural areas of California are clearly Republican. Hmm. That's a game changer. I mean, California, the you know, this whole issue of all the different uh, members of the assembly, or the House of Representatives, and of course, the Electoral College goes away. It's now broken up. That is dramatic. I'm, yeah. I'm calculating the differences here right now. That would solidify a Republican majority. Absolutely. Forever. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I got to tell you, and I know you've addressed this, and I'll let you talk about that, but I'm worried about the pendulum swinging too far back the other way. In other words, too much Republican control will end up in fascism, in my humble opinion. Well, I want to check and balance is what I'm saying. Well, you know, that's right now we're, we're into communism here. True, true. It's going to spawn like it's spawning right now. I mean, you have you have a socialist running for president who's going to, you know, and again, I, I'm i all for being fair. And I was the first person out of the shoot about Bernie Sanders not being treated fairly here in California. I was all over this. And truly, he, he got screwed by the Democratic Party. But the bottom line is socialism is um, just one step away from communism. In California, we've enjoyed socialism for years. And right now we're entering into a state of communism. So that's what our response is, is that we've got to bring it. The pendulum has gone so far on the other side uh, that we have to bring it back and bring it back now, else we will never bring it back. And it's going to spread like wildfire, the, the socialist communist mantra throughout the United States. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, I think you're absolutely right to look at it that way. I just hope that there's at least a multi-party system. See, I don't even like the right. U.S. two-party system. Too easy to control. Multi-parties are harder to control. 
And, right. Uh, but that's another discussion for another time. Um, okay, so we look at implementation. Um, it would seem like it's a bureaucratic nightmare to set up a 51st state that leaves a 50 sta- 50th state. Well, and um, you would think that. I think that the bottom line to a lot of it is that as we mitigate all this, uh, after we get into the position where there's going to be the announcement by the um, the Congress to ha- sign up for an enabling act and we get the Constitution straightened away, I think it uh, what might look like a daunting, nightmarish administrative task is going to turn into something a lot easier um, over time with the right number. And, of course, we have, you know, numbers of people that are willing to take all this on. Um, the the destruction of the state agencies, basically the bureaucracy. Cal- what people don't understand is that California is so dominated by its bureaucracies that there is no voice to be heard or you know utilized in the state capital by the representatives, by your assembly members and senate. There's just you know they don't matter at all. It's the California bureaucracy, and this has been something that's been set up for a long time and set up for failure, or at least uh, Republican failure, Republicanism failure. In that uh, back in 1879, when the California Constitution was first, uh, per, well, finalized, it was actually first written in 1850, then finally finalized by Congress in 1879, there was a provision in there that there must be a Republican form of government. There's another provision in there that the legislature would only meet once every two years for 60 days. Now, since then, <clears throat> what has happened is that California and with the help of a court decision, Reynolds versus Sims, California <clears throat> meets now once every year for 11 months. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> once every year for 11 months. Well, think about that. They're meeting and legislating new bills every day. Whereas, you know, you would have, because you have the open opportunity to have 11 months as a legislature, you, you know, you're almost it's almost a demand that you justify your job and continue to write bills, regulations, and, you know, fees that go along with all those regulations to stay afloat, which is exactly what has happened. California, from a bureaucratic standpoint, has, has become the self-fulfilling prophecy that they said it would become in 1966 when they went, went to change the, the Constitution by way of Proposition 1A by Jess Unruh. And Proposition 1A was to bring about a, quote, are you ready for this, a more professional legislature in Sacramento. <laughs> 11 months out of each year, what could go wrong? Right? Oh, don't say That's those things when I'm taking a drink of water, please. <laughs> no, it's kind of it, it's kind of really talk about oxymoronic. Oh, wow. And so uh, they, they finally managed to get that one through in 1966. And, of course, we've been on this treadmill now of having a state legislature that is uh, really a monoparty system. It's communism, and they're passing laws like they any like they they can pass a, they can pass it or get a law introduced on Monday, and have it passed by noon and have it signed by the governor by four o'clock in the afternoon. That's what's going on. I mean, that's just outrageous. And so we put a stop to that. Absolutely, we put a stop to that in New California because we're going to only be meeting once every two years for two months and you get once what could go wrong I, I guess people could dream up laws and have 2,000 laws stacked up to be passed in two month period of course that could never happen you don't have the time to do it California proposed 2,300 laws last year and 1,600 of them got through 
Well, those laws are not, those laws are designed to enslave people. They're not in, designed to help people. Does, does your state legislature have trouble with the uh, American Legislative Exchange Commission getting pre-written legislation from globalists? You know, um, we haven't experienced that yet, but it, we're not going to have that happen. Mm-hmm. We're, the, our, we're, we, this is an awareness thing with our legislature. Um, and, of course, right now we're, we're, we, we're under the constant uh, visual uh, of uh, inspection on our own part because we're fledgling that we would never allow that opportunity to happen. Although we've had a, a few things that have happened, but we've been able to squelch them. But that's not going to happen in New California. I can tell that right now. Good. That's what I want to hear. Um, okay, so let's talk about the convention. It's coming up uh, this Thursday and Friday, the 28th and 29th. And uh, talk about the convention. What's going to go on and can people attend? So just you give just a general overview of what's happening. Well, the overview is that this is, this is the Constitutional Convention number six. We planned a series of six conventions, and we, we're now at number six. What's going to happen after this is we're going to take up the, the writing of the Constitution, which will probably be in the fall of this year. I don't have a date. We'll, we'll make sure everybody knows what the date is, but it'll probably be in the fall. That's what our objective is. But in the meantime, what we have done to get to this point, like I said, is we've, we've um, declared independence on the, the 15th of of January 2018, we've done 95 grievances over 96 weeks, which list out major complaints that we have about the state of California. And then um, we formed a government at a first constitutional convention in uh, in Harris Ranch, California. We actually passed some resolutions then, and then we met in our, our second, third, and fourth, and fifth constitutional conventions and passed additional res- resolutions, which are binding legal constitutional resolutions. The president, um, we sent them to the president because we were encouraging the president to support us, and they asked for uh, hard copies of each one of the resolutions. The most important resolution that's contained, of course, is the resolution about what happened with Virginia and the, the whole reshaping of the new restored government of Virginia after the Civil War started in 1861. And in that a conundrum, what happened was that Virginia recognized that there was probably going to be a civil war and recognizing that Virginia was probably going to want to go with the Confederacy set out in motion to create a, another state called West Virginia that was more in line with uh, Pennsylvania and Ohio thinking they did not want to be a slave state. So they went to convention in Wheeling, uh, um, West Virginia, now West Virginia, and they resolved that they would meet again if there was a possibility and declare themselves independents if there's a possibility that Virginia was going to break away and form in the Confederacy. Well, lo and behold, they did. Mm-hmm. And they did in a very surprising fashion. So West Virginia left the Union, and as a result, West Virginia was left high and dry to try and fend for itself to become a state. Well, in order to become a state, you know, they said, wait a minute, we have to satisfy Article 4, Section 3 of the Constitution that says that if you want to become a state, you have to be approved um, by basically the state that, from which you come from. And, uh, you know, so they had to be have approval and, and uh, work with the leg- state legislature of West Virginia or Virginia. And they couldn't do it because Virginia was gone. So they uh, they appealed 
and they went to the Congress, and Congress said, too bad, so sad, you're going to have to go ahead and, and satisfy Article 4, Section 3 of the Constitution. So they didn't know what to do, but finally in a meeting in, West, in Wheeling, West Virginia, Francis Pierpont stood up and said, I will become the, restore, the governor of the restored government of Virginia. Well, they didn't know how to take that. <laughs> like, what? Where do you get that? And, and all that. And he said, no, no. He said, Virginia has left us. We have to form the restored government. So what they did is they went to the Congress, and the Congress ter- told them no. So the next thing they did is they went to ask for help from the man they hated the most by the name of Abraham Lincoln, the president at the time, to help them become a state. Well, he helped them and got convinced the Congress to accept the restored government of Virginia as a legitimate government. And then as a result, um, Congress said, yes, you can be the restored government. And well, the West Virginians then went to the restored government of Virginia, got approval to become a state, went on to Congress, and the Congress approved them by 1863 to become a new state. We're going to do the same thing here in California. If there, when there is an insurrection, we've already sent off a resolution to the president. Uh, much of the language contained in the document from Virginia is contained in our resolution, but we're requesting that the president allow us to become, or at least work with us in Congress, to allow us to become the restored government of California when there's an insurrection and when the California government is is is, is dissolved. We will supply a governor, we'll supply a legislature, and we'll move on as the restored government of California. We sent that resolution to him by electronic mail, and uh, the White House asked for that resolution to be sent back in hard copy. That's, that copy is on his desk today. Well, I think that... Uh, <laughs> There's a lot to weave through still. Okay, let's talk about the conference itself. Can people still get tickets? People can still get tickets, and uh, you need to go to newcaliforniastate.com and click on the convention button. Mike Huckabee is going to be there in the afternoon for on Saturday afternoon. We're going to hear from Chris Ann Hall, the uh, originalist constitutionalist. She'll be there. Also, Agnes Giveney, the angel mom that you always hear so much about with um, Donald Trump, He'll, she'll also be there as uh, making a, a presentation. I'll be making a presentation, obviously, about the state of uh, New California, and also Chris Street, who's the, the financial guru who works with Peter Navarro, with President Trump, um, and projects all these different things that are happening in the financial world, and uh, he's been 100% accurate and position New California to be a, the position that it's in right now so it can become the 51st state. Very good. That's, uh, so walk me through the itinerary. So Thursday, Friday, uh, I mean, well, Friday, Saturday, on, excuse Friday. me. T- tell me what's going to happen Friday, Saturday. Well, Friday, Saturday, uh, we're going to start uh, the basically the Alex Madonna in Exposition Hall, which is up the, the road, up the hill, actually, from from the Madonna Inn, will be opened up, and uh, we'll have, uh, you know, people coming in to be received, and then we'll be, you know, we have a lot of booths and things like that for people to look at. Then by uh, 5.55, we'll get ready for dinner, and we'll sit down for dinner, and um, we're going to be opening up with a number of speakers, and, and they're basically kids. They're a college through... Uh, Middle school kids are going to be talking to us about New California, the prospects about a new state, 
which will be quite compelling. Then I Chris think that's Ann awesome. Hall. That's awesome. That, yeah, it's a great <laughs> touch. Um, then Chris Ann Hall is going to take it away for about an hour right. and talk about the Constitution. I'm sure you're familiar, and maybe many of the listeners are familiar with Chris Ann Hall. Chris Ann Hall is, a, I consider, a very good friend. She's been with us. I've been, you know, u- utilizing her as a talent probably since 2011, her and her husband. It's worked out. I mean, it's just been fantastic. And now they're just crisscrossing the country all over the place. Um, that she'll, she'll give us a whole update on what's going on. And then on Saturday, we break out. We have our, our county. We actually have legislative meetings and meetings that would have to happen so that we can pass legislation. Um, so we're going to be uh, hearing from our county chairs and we're going to be hearing from our assembly members and our senators. And then uh, we'll hear from Mike Huckabee, excuse me, Chris Street will speak. I'll speak. And then uh, we'll lead into Agnes Gibney. She'll give a presentation about what she's doing. She's in the 31st Congressional District. It's, it's kind of an interesting race that's going on. She decided to run, first of all, and she's gotten massive support. <laughs> and um, the Democrats on the other side are going, what is this all about? Uh, that Agnes Gibney has gotten all this support and people are coming out to her. It's really kind of, she's one of these Republicans. I said in California, California is going to take back 17 seats from the uh, House of Representatives and add on seven more seats that we already currently have, so 24 seats. That's that's why I say in the case of New California uh, and California, vis-a-vis California, Donald Trump is going to win this state hands down. There's no doubt he's going to win it, and he's going to take the House uh, in the meantime. So, that's see, that's going to be the good thing for us. But after um, Agnes speaks, then, of course, Mike Huckabee speaks. He's going to be speaking for about 40, 45 minutes, and then we're going to go in and have pictures and meet and greet and all that good stuff. And then we're going to come out at the, after that and actually go through the whole process of the joint resolutions between the Assembly and the Senate. And that's going to be the time in which people are going to be exposed to what resolutions we pass and clearly what ordinances we, we pass and give a clear indication about where New California stands legislatively. Um, with all the other 50 states of the union. Okay, let's. Uh, so tell tell me what the takeaway will be for the average person that comes. Well, if somebody comes to this, first of all, it's historic. This is the first time in our history that this has ever happened. You know, we hear about all these people talking about the Con Con Article 5. We're going to do this. You know, we're actually doing a convention a state convention that's historic that has not been done since 1861. We're actually doing it. There'll be probably about 700 to 800 people there viewing it and witnessing or participating in it. Um, this is the real deal. And uh, I think the takeaway will be very historic for people. We're already getting these people saying we're bringing our kids. We want them to be a part of this. It's right. exciting. Because they can see the trajectory that we've taken, the progress that we've made, and they can they understand what's happening. It's a very it's it's a, it's really a pretty incredible experience for everybody, including me. I sometimes, like I said, I pinch my thighs every morning when I wake up and say, "Is this real?" <laughs> and it is. Okay, tell people how they can listen to your radio show. Well, our radio show, Agenda Twenty One Radio, is um, found on Red State Talk Radio. It's a digital platform. It's also found on multiple stations around the United States. I can't. I don't even know who they are now. 
um, but it comes on from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday. It plays throughout the day three or four times also. And for about uh, three hours, you get some of the best radio, I think, on the planet. Of course, I'd like my own radio show, but <laughs> yeah. uh, it's uh, become quite popular with a lot of people. And, and um, we're very, very happy to be spreading the word about New California. That's good. I mean, you've done a nice marriage of the two things. So, uh, Governor, before we bid adieu, I mean, uh, Paul, before we Governor, bid adieu, wait a minute, excuse sir. me, slip of the tongue there. Okay, slip of the tongue. Uh, you forgot to mention one person that's going to be there, too. Yours truly. I'm going to be there that's as a me- member of the media. My wife and I and Nora are going to be there. We're going to be uh, hobnobbing and interviewing and getting you'll reactions. Be um, you'll be interviewing uh Governor Huckabee—that's for sure. Oh, I'll be interviewing county chairs, and I mean, we're going to we're going to yep. stack the reports when we're there because this is history in the making. Paul, I got to tell you, this was fun, and I, I cannot wait. I'm counting the days. You know, we're coming in a day early just to have some fun in the area, but uh, we're 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 part of something historic. And my son wanted to go, but uh, you know, he's a really good student, and he would miss a day of classes. And Dad's a retired professor, so the answer was right. go to class. No. Go to class. I'll take pictures. But anyway, Paul, thanks for joining us. This has been terrific. And uh, to everybody else, you know, get on that website. Uh, get that website one more time, Paul. NewCaliforniaState.com and click on 6th Constitutional Convention. Very good. Okay, my friend, hey, thanks for joining us. And ladies and gentlemen, if you see me there, come up and introduce yourself. Paul, I will see you on Friday. Awesome, Dave. Thank you very much. Take care. To everybody else, we'll see you back here next time. Well, it's been quite a year, hasn't it? Bit of a nightmare for most people, and the holidays are a great time to reflect, especially on those who helped us get through it. Now, Noble Gold has put together this incredible collection of American Eagle 22-karat gold coins so you can say a huge thank you. This could be a gift for you or for people you love. And nothing says you're extraordinary more like getting this four-coin set of rare-prized Augusta St. Gaudens Lady Liberty with her torch. All these impressive important coins are bullion-proof grade, authenticated by the U.S. Mint, they're changing the American Eagle design next year, so you can imagine what's going to happen to the value. They're just 20 sets around, so it's a first-come, first-served basis. Give Noble Gold a call at 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts to help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, 
hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container, you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50 year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground. It'll be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.